On episode 14 of Insider Investing, we are talking about the significant crash that crypto has seen. The market cap of crypto assets have been wiped off by almost 2.1 trillion dollars, and this is real impact that we are seeing on our portfolios. In this podcast, Vaibhav and I explore the reasons why this has happened and how should investors be thinking about crypto as a part of their portfolio. So today after a lot of hesitation webhav and i are going to wade into a topic that we have typically steered clear of and we are going to be talking about what's happening in the space of crypto and why these changes are long term and impactful for us uh, why are we discussing it look at the fall in the prices that we've seen across the cryptocurrency spectrum bitcoin is down 72% since its highs in november ethereum is down about 75% we've all seen closely the wipe off of terra and the very fact that stablecoin is not tethered to uh, usd is in itself a new surprise to most of the market so let's get into that and you know webhav also has strong opinions about this so we're going to be having a interesting conversation around it webhav what's your initial take so interesting sandeep uh, and uh, while preparing for this i was going through some data points and the first thing which came to my mind is the genesis of uh, this technology itself this technology came into uh, picture in 2008 right post uh, the gfc and as central banks kept increasing liquidity in the system the prices of cryptocurrencies kept going up which uh, uh, possibly explains part of uh, this correction because central banks are in the mode of reversal of that liquidity which is what we call quantitative tightening now so to put some uh, data points uh, fed's balance sheet uh, central banks uh, us central banks balance sheet has grown from 2 trillion dollar to 9 trillion dollar over last 11 or 12 years 70% of that has happened after the covid crisis now two things have happened over this period one inflation has largely remained under control barring last 12 to 18 months period and second uh, economic activity has not picked up pace in line with the kind of liquidity infusion which has taken place now both of these scenarios have changed after recovery from the covid suddenly you are seeing uh, inflation numbers at 30 years 40 years high and the entire premise of bitcoin being an inflation hedge is under threat because central banks have decided to reverse their stance and are targeting inflation therefore all the inflation hedge assets mm-hmm. are also suffering in the process so so that's that's uh, my initial reaction obviously i think uh, there are two parts to it first is the utility of the technology and second the the value of the underlying currency so we need to see both of these separately to get a better understanding of why uh, some of these uh, prices have corrected the way they have corrected yeah and this issue of quantitative tightening is very interesting uh, we saw this uh, recent tweet by Kathy mm. Woods where she said that this is a draconian measure by the US Fed in that US Fed has raised rates 7x whereas even in paul walker's time the increase was only 2x obviously i think that's missing the point of the base effect uh, <laughs> but clearly i think uh, there there is there is a meaningful shift uh, from uh, central banks across most of the world obviously some like japan have stayed out of uh, uh, this tightening process 
across the world money is being sucked out of that system and naturally it is impacting assets which had a lot of hot money that had flown into those uh, assets and we feel like this story we have seen this before yeah, uh, yeah, right yeah. this is not the first time that in our lifetimes we are seeing uh, a tightening of uh, that central banks are doing obviously it is the largest tightening that we have ever seen given that the easing also had been the largest yeah. we had ever seen right my concern weber remains the fact that a lot of us uh, who are investors today in this uh, cryptocurrency space have been investors only for the last two and a half three years and haven't seen a, a life where there is capital scarcity we have only seen lives uh, where there is plentiful capital and more and more capital is got printed and in some sense that is something to be cautious of to know that history does repeat itself and it can happen again and history is repeating itself sandeep uh, if you go back uh, to 2006-7 and uh, there were so many complex structures uh, collateralized uh, debt obligation subprime lending where people created these pools on top of an underlying assets and these pools were sold to the investors who did not actually understand the risk of underlying asset and similar thing uh, uh, is being witnessed in uh, crypto also you have created layers on top of these currencies and these structures unfortunately for example you spoke about uh, this terra uh, meltdown it happened because there was no uh, one to one pegging in reality it was just an algo which was uh, working at the back end and the moment that algo failed the prices crashed so lot of these complex structures which have got created and people generally work with a with an assumption that underlying asset or underlying structure of uh, uh, most of these assets is fairly secure but that assumption is getting challenged now because lot of speculative interest got built up in the process so so that's that's uh, yeah absolutely i think big uh, uh, shift which is happening over last 6 to 9 months so the strong belief which everyone had in the system some of that had got shaken up yeah uh, i agree weber and you know some of these are fairly structural issues also so if you look at what happened with terra yeah. uh, there was a period during which they were switching protocols yeah. from moving from one protocol to another and in that people argue that this uh, period was about 10 minutes yeah. uh, long uh, terra was vulnerable to exploitation and it did get exploited yeah. right now obviously there are different theories about but the very fact that we are still discovering these things is indicative of uh, uh, the issue that there are structural problems when it comes yeah. to uh, cryptocurrencies and how we will solve for them remains to be seen and you know for the first time we are seeing significant like investor money which is at stake going back a few years uh, 2009 10 11 the exposure to crypto was not material for us to be worried about the structural implications or the implications on the lives of yeah. people if you look at let's say celsius alone okay celsius had 1.7 million users on its platform 17 lakh users on its platform 10 billion in assets was uh, on their platform and that got frozen when celsius halted withdrawals yeah. right now obviously the their their pr talks about the fact that this was done in the interest of the users etc but the very fact that today i can't access my own money yeah uh, is something that is uh, let's say in the centralized finance world 
that is something that regulators are absolutely not comfortable yeah. with right so i think do you think regulatory like uh, uh, processes now need to uh, build up on top of this because uh, and we are seeing like the us fed talking about the risk there's the biden executive order india is trying to do its own thing on that side uh, but i feel like there is a time now for regulators to actually step in to make this a legitimate uh, asset so there are two two aspects to it yeah to safeguard the interest of uh, vulnerable investors obviously the regulators need to step in and uh, control the way uh, communication is uh, there around uh, some of these cryptocurrencies and the process which is followed to get exposure to these currencies but there is an other argument also the whole premise of uh, this technology of decentralized finance is that there is no regulator it's a trustless system where people trust the system more than institution so if that were to get compromised because of regulatory intervention then the whole premise of uh, cryptocurrency is broken absolutely i think that's a interesting conundrum to solve <laughs> for because uh, you know you we have a situation and i fully agree i i appreciate uh, the fact that this needs to be self regulated in yeah. many ways right now the one way is that we let it self regulate which is which also means that along the way there will be bad actors yeah. who will exploit it and the system will eventually take care of these bad actors and make sure that uh, those don't emerge but this means that in the short term we have to live with some of these scams etc that we are hearing about right uh, so i think it's a question of like do we have as investors the patience to ride through the next few years while the self regulation kicks in on this side and also we have to uh, understand the utility of the asset class and the original uh, uh, thesis behind the launch of cryptocurrency was to introduce a global payment system which had no intermediaries okay you didn't have to trust any system you didn't have to trust any institution you were trusting the system so that's that's where the entire uh, genesis Correct. started along with that uh, there were uh, potential yeah. savings also uh, initially i read a very interesting story about this afghan girl who did not have any access to uh, the bank banking and she did some work for this uh, american entity called film nx and they wanted to make a payment to her but she did not have any account so they made the payment in form of cryptocurrencies and obviously the bigger challenge for her was to realize that and then they uh, issued uh, amazon vouchers against those cryptocurrencies and uh, she used those amazon vouchers to buy herself a laptop so imagine the kind of impact this technology can have on people who are still not banked or who don't have any access to the banking or credit imagine in 21st century almost 30% of the world population has no access to banking so this technology can solve for it along with that uh, the kind of rent seeking and uh, pardon me using this term the rent seeking which is done by banks and financial institution for transacting in money is unbelievable so if you look at the gdp of the world at 100 trillion my sense is that at least 0.5 to 1% of that goes towards leakage so this technology can solve for all of it it can lead to tremendous amount of savings but the big issue is how do you value that utility 
So a lot of speculative interest has got built up, which has taken away focus from the utility of the technology into more valuing the asset. So that is something that we need to solve for. If people continue to focus on the utility, it's possibly a great, great technology which will do a lot of good to the people, uh, a lot of good to the society and economies at large. Tremendous amount of potential savings can be uh, made along with uh, bringing uh, access to a lot of people. But uh, some, some people are uh, using it as a tool of speculation and that's where the uh, uh, picture gets lost, bigger picture gets lost. Yeah, I think the, the key thing is to get the right balance because speculation is always good in to increase the depth of yeah, markets, yeah. right? If you look at equities for a moment, uh, the fact that there are speculators and some people who have short-term horizons versus some who have long-term horizons creates that sense of balance, liquidity, etc. And that enables the market to uh, survive and thrive. How does this happen in a way that... Uh, ordinary folks don't get carried away and by the way it's not that it's, it's not happened in equities also before it has right? happened it's, all it's, the it's happened we've seen it real Where, estate gold equity fixed income yeah and i think it's potentially therefore a part of maturing of that yeah. asset class because some of these corrections or sort of breakages need to happen to be able to for that asset class to mature and like i feel like we saw that exponential growth in cryptocurrency it will fall it will plateau and potentially create a new base for itself uh, in the in the future. Uh, the and the the point about utility is absolutely right. I mean, way back in twenty seventeen, uh, uh, you know, you saw this American Express partnership with Ripple or XRP, yeah. where uh, fund transfers would happen instantaneously. And this, you know, I I still feel that in India we are blessed with UPI and costless transfers. But if you look at the US, even today, the wiring charges are very meaningful, right? So there is a lot that this technology has yet to uh, solve for. There's obviously this question of this trust deficit, which is now getting built because of some of the scams that have happened. And also some uh, global financial influencers. Uh, and I'll, uh, you know, hesitatingly refer to Elon Musk yeah. in that category, have used... Uh, some of these, like, uh, you know, the tweet where uh, Dogecoin yeah. to the moon, uh, you know, and the, the price went up, uh, God knows how many multiples uh, uh, in the next couple of days. Now, those are some things that still uh, are borderline yeah, worrisome, yeah. right? And therefore, obviously, there's this, uh, I, was, I was interested to realize that a $258 billion yeah. class action lawsuit pending in the US courts against uh, <laughs> what they call Dodge Father, which is uh, Elon Musk, right? So those are those are issues which potentially are causing people to lose faith in in the currency, and maybe uh, the the genuine believers of uh, crypto need to work towards these kind of solutions. Yeah. So I think Musk said in a jest or what? I I don't know. I don't have enough context to that. But I am assuming that was a bit of a mischievous playfulness uh, more than anything else. Uh, uh, and that's where uh, investors yeah. also need to possibly make a distinction between uh, taking expert advice versus relying on influencers uh, with with, uh, with great respect to uh, Musk. Uh, I'll say that he may not be the expert in everything. So it's important that uh, investors make that distinction and go to the subject expert and seek their advice instead of uh, following uh, 
influential uh, community leader let's let's <laughs> so since we use the community very very uh, frequently now so social media has also become a community and uh, it's important that uh, people realize that distinction no absolutely i think this uh, social belief aspect also has played into crypto i mean you see a lot of passionate believers and there are arguments like uh, you know that this is ecologically more conscious uh, currency as opposed to fiat uh, i think those are things that uh, need to be actually looked at also and to understand why people behave a certain way when it comes to uh, cryptocurrencies and obviously like uh, folks like you and me know that especially proof of work currencies yeah. like bitcoin are potentially energy consuming yeah. right are significantly energy consuming you know one of the interesting things that mining uh of bitcoin takes as much energy as ukraine uses in a year mm-hmm. uh it was a startling yeah, yeah. and therefore uh, uh these in a way the, these currencies are encouraging carbon emission uh, which is exactly contrary to the thesis with which a lot of people invest in uh, in these currencies uh one thing which is very interesting and linked to that is the fact that rising energy prices are potentially pushing down the profitability for miners in proof of work currencies yeah. and uh, that is something that would be interesting to watch how many miners continue to be in the in the mining space when it comes to uh, uh, crypto is is will be interesting to see uh, some of them potentially will go belly up and hopefully uh, people are saying that it will cause some shortage of crypto which will then boost the prices so that same demand supply equation potentially playing out there as well so it's interesting i think uh, there are a lot of factors that are potentially causing this pullback at the end of this podcast we'll summarize some of yeah. them but however uh, i think one one question to my mind is that is this a fundamental shift that has happened and is the heydays of crypto and nft behind us and you know that's something that uh is a serious debate now happening ac- across economists also so sandeep my my view is and i go back to the point that i made is uh, focus on technology okay if we focus on the technology and the associated savings and to your point about energy consumption also and it is coinciding with having of uh, payout of cryptos so incentive for the miners is also going down so as uh, more and more uh, yeah uh energy is consumed for uh, less reward people will be disincentivized and effectively uh, it will reduce the supply of bitcoin and may create uh, some sort of demand momentum for existing supply of uh, uh, cryptocurrencies if we look at the technology yeah. and its utility uh, and the associated savings so uh, as i said uh, almost 100 trillion dollar worth of uh, global gdp 1% uh, spending on uh, transactions that's a tremendous amount of saving which is much more than uh, uh, what the market cap of uh, all the cryptocurrencies is plus uh, making uh, people who are not able to bank bringing them into the mainstream which will be another great utility of uh, crypto technology uh, smart contracts making sure that uh, people uh, have enough uh, control over uh, data security right so today if i transfer money to you my name gets exposed to you if we can have a mechanism through which my name is not exposed or i don't know whom i'm making the payment to 
all of this will lead to significant amount of data security so these are great utility cases uh, if we focus on that and uh, basis that we assign a value to the technology that will be more fundamental than uh, uh, just uh, focusing on the price movement no absolutely and you know i think there has always been a de- uh, debate we have discussed this in our previous podcast also about this fundamental driven investing yeah. versus narrative driven investing uh and you know it's interesting that all of this is coming to bear in a short span of time yeah. typically it takes a really long time for these cycles to yeah. play out even in the last year that we've been doing this podcast we've seen those cycles play out in front of our eyes the very fact that it is uh, uh you know narrative driven investing is short lived that you always have to go back and look at the fundamental reasons of the value that any asset yeah. is adding and the demand yeah. supply equation around it i think that is very very critical and that is implication for our portfolio absolutely also. the other thing which happened and uh, which i was speaking with a friend and he told me that uh, he invested 80 lakh rupees in uh, some of the cryptocurrencies and value is down to 15 lakh so i shocked and i asked him uh, how did he manage to lose so much money he said uh, he was levered one is to one so so that is also a big learning for uh, all of us and for investors uh, building leverage in uh, asset classes where price movement is not uh, predictable is is a very dangerous game to play that is something that investors should have. leverage in general i guess like uh, when it comes to uh, portfolio investing is potentially not for for everybody so what i'm taking away webhub is the fact that uh, obviously the big reasons for the fall are around quantitative tightening that is happening and it's linked to the inflation so at the end of the day the real fundamentals of macroeconomics are what are guiding the fall regulatory interventions are potentially uh, uh, you know further adding yeah. up to the pressure uh, india's own tax rules uh, is an unintended consequence of that was reduction in crypto participation uh over the last few months we are seeing some structural issues as evidenced by terra we are seeing that energy costs rising are further reducing the attractiveness of uh, some of these uh, assets and lastly the huge trust deficit which has potentially got created among people who are fence sitters when it comes to crypto so obviously some very interesting plays right in front of us and i think from our perspective we are very clear that the core portfolio needs to be fundamentally driven assets that's the stance that we have always had uh, for many years now uh, and even in the last year year and a half of creating portfolios at deserve uh, so that's something that we continue to uh, maintain from our side and expertise of folks like webhub uh, is something that we continue to bring to our portfolio oh absolutely uh, it's been a great interaction webhub we so just uh, just a uh, uh, closing remark uh, durability of return is more important than the return itself absolutely and i think uh, that's something that only yeah. we realize the value of that in hindsight yeah, yeah absolutely uh, when we are going through the process we prefer very exciting uh, returns uh, uh, lots for us to learn i really enjoyed this conversation with you great sandeep likewise thank you we hope you enjoyed tuning in today and got some great takeaways You can listen to the episode on our website or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. If you wish to reach out to us, follow Deserve on LinkedIn or you can write to us at social@deserve.in. At